What's happening, my Jack family? Coach Scott here, jackedafter40.com. Welcome to another episode of the Jacked After 40 podcast. Today we're going to be covering metabolic slowdown when dieting. We're going to be taking a look at extreme diets that some of my fellow physique coaches are following, as well as a simple approach to dieting. And we're going to use examples of fellow bros out there in my Jacked After 40 community. This is the Jacked After 40 podcast is so much bigger than just myself. It really is about the community. It's about the camaraderie. It's a shared experience among us men over 40. So we're going to be using examples of my fellow bros out there on the YouTube channel, on the, the subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to my newsletter, as well as my fellow men over 40 in the Jacked After 40 club. We're going to kick things off with a discussion that I had with my man Hector over in the Jacked After 40 club this week. Hector has been absolutely dominating his transformation. He is 58 years young, five foot five, and he began his transformation weighing just over 163 pounds. We wanted a nice, slow and steady approach to, to this fat loss journey for him, dropping about a pound per week. So something that's that's manageable. It's, it's not overly aggressive. It's not a drastic change from your normal, everyday maintenance type of lifestyle. So dropping a pound per week, you're looking at about a 500 calorie deficit. So we plug the numbers in the, uh, the calculator on my website, where you enter your age, your height, your weight, and your activity level, just plugging in moderate activity level for him. And that put him at about 1800 calories. And that was it spot on. Like these calories calculators, they're, they're just estimates. You've got to pay attention to your body's feedback and make necessary adjustments. It just so happened to be, he's like myself where you plug in our numbers and it's pretty much spot on. So he's been dropping consistently one pound per week, now weighing in just over 145 pounds. So that's an 18 pound uh, weight loss difference there. And the, the visual difference is definitely uh, dramatic. It's uh, He is absolutely looking phenomenal right now, but he's starting to notice that his fat loss is slowing down just a little bit, not quite the one pound per week that he's been experiencing. So he's wondering what was going on, asking some, some questions. The bottom line is that you are now a smaller man at this point in the journey. You're now weighing almost 20 pounds less. Your metabolism is lower at this point. And it's not because your metabolism isn't lower because you are dieting. It's not that you are kind of getting yourself into some sort of starvation mode. It's not the diet that is causing your metabolism to slow down. It's that you weigh less. So if we were to take his body weight right now and enter it into the calculator on my website. So same thing, 58 years young, 65 inches tall and 145 pounds this time, you see that it is um, 100, just about 175 calorie difference to maintain your body weight, your total daily energy expenditure to maintain your body weight. So uh, subtracting 500 calories from that uh, would put you, actually it would put them below 1700 calories, almost close to 1600 calories. So an adjustment has to be made. It's, and again, it's the, there is a metabolic slowdown, but it's not what you're thinking in the terms that your metabolism is slow. It's just, you are a smaller person that impacts how many calories you burn throughout the day. So we've adjusted his calories. He's now at 1700. I don't want to make a drastic change just because this calculator now says, um, 
that if we were to drop his calories, it should be like 1625 instead of um, like the, the 18, 1850 that we would have in there for um, when he began this journey. I'm just, because he's so close to losing that one pound per week, it doesn't require a drastic change. So we're just gonna drop it 100, see how things go from there. Um, so it's just adjustments. You're paying attention to your body's feedback on this journey. And and again, it's just, it kind of it kind of sheds some light onto why things started slowing down a bit. And, and again, it's not, you don't need to look for any kind of magic bullet, magic secret. Maybe I should be taking out carbs now. Maybe it's this food that's slowing things down. Maybe, maybe I should be cranking up my cardio or doing different kind of cardio, or maybe I need to change my workouts. So many things that go into your mind, but really it's as simple as you're not burning as many calories per day because you weigh less and your body weight impacts how many calories you're burning today. Your body is moving, you're carrying your weight around all throughout the day. And the more you're carrying, the more you're going to be burning. So that is the big, that's a big little story and a big eye-opening experience with Hector this week. So really exciting to see uh, what this adjustment does to him through this upcoming week. He's been so diligent. His work ethic, whenever he commits to anything, we're talking about this earlier today, whether it's work, family, or his fitness. When he commits to something, he's he's all in. He's focused. He's going to, he's going to complete what he sets his mind to achieving. So very, very exciting to see how diligent he is um, because it really helps. The more consistent you are, it's really where you start to notice the impact that everything has. It's, it, it, it's so good. You're just, it's easy. If you were up and down, you, you have 1800 calories one day, 2300 the next day, you change your activity drastic from day to day. It's really tough to, you really got to look at the trends more than anything. And your progress is definitely, you're going to see a lot of ups and downs, lots of spikes along the way. Whereas when you're consistent, throughout the time, it's a little bit more lean, linear. It's never a straight, perfect line ever, ever, no matter how consistent your life is. Uh, we're seeing this with my mini cut right now, that there are little plateaus, there's little ups, there's little downs, but the more consistent you are with your overall lifestyle and your nutrition, the, the closer it is to linear than having the big drastic spikes going through there. So um, just really, really exciting to follow his journey, follow his progress. He's looking freaking phenomenal. And again, like a fellow lightweight like me, um, and very surprising. We're, we'll, we'll save this for another conversation coming up because him and I have had definitely, and, and fellow bros, fellow men over 40 in our Jacked After 40 Club, having conversations about scale weight and how it can be a mind fuck when you see it getting below the 150 pound mark and just wondering like, how much more do I have to lose to achieve my, my goal. So uh, you just, you really don't know if you haven't been in that territory before, it's, uh, it's tough to gauge. And just talking about different things like, shirt on big versus shirt off big and all those kinds of things. We'll save those for discussions coming up in another podcast or another video on the YouTube channel. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I would love to actually have that conversation with Hector through a Zoom conversation, through a podcast where I'm, I'm interviewing him and really gaining some of the insights into his experience on this journey and how committed he's been and, and, and all the different things he's learned along the process and what his experiences were like, what his training was like beforehand. There's it's, it's a lot. I know the story. I can't wait for you guys to hear that story come up. All right, on to the next story. So if you tuned into last week's podcast where I interviewed my client, Aaron Sanchez, you know that him and I have a great relationship, a great back and forth relationship where we're in constant communication 
communication with each other, just sharing our experiences, asking questions. Um, so it's it's great. We're constantly learning and growing from each other. And earlier this week, he was sharing a fellow physique coach's diet, and it was a pretty freaking extreme diet. And this is this physique coach is freaking jacked, like just an in incredible shape, over 40, humble. Genuine, amazing guy. Uh, I've learned a fair amount from him. And, uh, but this diet is, actually it kind of, the first thing I asked when I saw the diet was, is he in a fat loss mode right now? Cause he, six days of the week is in a very aggressive caloric deficit. And then one day of the week having an epic cheat day. I mean like freaking epic, epic, epic. Like I could never eat as much food as he's eating in, in these epic cheat days. So um, that's, you see that a lot with fat loss plans and it works for a lot of people. I have followed a similar approach to that um, when I've gone through fat loss phases. Four years ago when I went through, uh, when I dropped 20 pounds, the last time I did a 12 week fat loss phase, ever since then it's just been four week mini cuts uh, once a year. Uh, that time, I every Friday night, I was out with the bros, I knew we were gonna be having some beers, I knew there was gonna be a lot of food every single Friday night, so I planned for that. That was going to be kind of a cheat day. It was not at this epic level, but it was definitely a, a pretty significant caloric surplus, but I had to be aggressive with my caloric deficit throughout the week in, in order to kind of make up and hit my caloric target for the week. So right now I'm, draw, I'm, I'm consuming 2,000 calories per day, seven days, 14,000 calories for the week. If one of those days was 3,000 or, or 3,500, I would have to kind of make some adjustments with the other days in order to hit that 14,000 calorie target for the week. So when it comes to fat loss, you I, I find it's less... Uh, about kind of hitting the daily caloric target, more about that weekly target that you are aiming to achieve. Again, like I just talked about, I prefer more consistent each and every day because you're not gonna see the big spikes up and down. But the main thing with fat loss, calories at the end of the week. But this physique coach is in muscle building mode or maintenance mode. And I find for when, when maintenance, it's not awful. Um, definitely, I find it's less than ideal for muscle building because Basically, six days out of the week, you're signaling your body that you're in a caloric deficit. You don't have enough food. And if you don't have enough food, just the, the thought of just trying to preserve your muscle mass is going to be difficult enough, let alone trying to build muscle in a caloric deficit. Sure, if you have an epic cheat day, uh, that day you're gonna have a lot more calories in your system. Probably the next day uh, isn't gonna be as impacted as well. It's still gonna have some food going through your system that uh, you can have those extra calories towards that next day. But the other five days, it's, it's deficit-wise. So it's just you're not giving your body the signals that it needs in order to build muscle. Those are, that's my thoughts. That's my opinion on this topic. If if Because I've kind of convinced one of my my fellow bros, uh, competitive bodybuilder as well, who get, he's so used to dieting all the time and so used to having that one big epic cheat day that he was keeping that up throughout the week and just say, well, isn't it calories at the end of the week that matter most? And yes, for fat loss, I believe that to be true. And he was so used to dieting, dieting all the time, not used to building muscle that he just kept that routine going and it just, it's less than optimal, I find, when it comes to, to building muscle. I'd rather see you at least at maintenance um, level calories, at least most of the time that we're 
gentle surplus for sure would be even better. But maintenance for most days and one day at a surplus uh, would be fine. Even if you have like one day in deficit to make up for a massive surplus on one day, that's not gonna be too bad either. But I just think so many days in a row of being a caloric deficit is not optimal when it comes to building muscle. The other thing, question Aaron was asking was in regards to the protein intake, because especially those six days per week when he's in a caloric, caloric deficit, his protein was like through the freaking roof, like way the freak up there. Um, so he's curious, like when it comes to whether it's preserving muscle mass or building muscle mass. Um, just curious about the research that's out there, why more people don't consume more protein, uh, which is an interesting topic in and of itself. I know Dr. Jose Antonio, I think it's University of Tampa, Florida, he's done at least one research paper on like higher protein intake and showing the benefits of that compared to like the typical adequate amount that I would recommend, just the, the typical bro recommendation of one uh, gram of protein per pound body weight. That seems to be the standard that's good. Um, but as we age, I think we could use a little bit more and it needs to be spread out a little bit more. So I have no problems with higher protein intakes as long as you're not, um, it's not taking away too much from the carbohydrate intake and your fat intake. As long as you're still getting adequate amounts of those macronutrients, that's, why, that's really all that matters. You go with what um, feels best to you, what suits you best. Um, but the other thing with protein is that it's it's expensive. Like when you compare it to all the carb sources out there and even some of the fat sources, getting like say two grams of protein per pound body weight, you're basically, you're for me personally, I would have to supplement a lot. I would have to use protein powders a lot, which I'd rather not do. Personally, I like one scoop of protein in my shake per day. The most I'd ever want to do would be two scoops of protein. And, and I wouldn't want to do it just to try to hit a certain target of protein in there. I'd rather get some whole natural foods in me. And, and a lot of the protein sources, whether it's chicken, turkey, fish, beef, um, all those things are, they're, they're not cheap. It's probably what's going to cost the most in your diet. So I think that's another big reason why you won't see people consuming such a high protein diet. And when you hear other people saying, uh, to the bodybuilders, they eat too much protein. You don't need to eat all the, as much as they're recommending. You can keep your recommendations lower than what you think in order to preserve your mass, muscle mass or build muscle mass. I think for a lot of people are like, Whew, thank God, like I can cut down on my, my grocery bill now because I don't have to buy as much protein. I can um, buy more oats and, and rice and things that are, and even potatoes aren't that bad as well. Things that are a lot more cost effective, um, get a lot more volume in there as well with a lot of these carb sources. So uh, I know a lot of people when they hear that you don't have to eat as much protein as you think you do, they, there's a bit of a sigh of relief there. Whereas when you're telling someone to, man, you should really jack it up there, it's a little bit more difficult. And, um, and once again, I think trying to hit those really, really high targets of protein, for most of us, it's going to we're gonna need some sort of supplementation in order to hit that target. So um, very interesting to see, again, there's gonna be some muscle sparing components of that, but it, when it comes to protein, once you consume more than what your body can use to build muscle, it's just gonna get burned as energy, just like carbs and fats. So um, you can't, just because you're eating more protein doesn't mean it's going to turn into muscle. No, like excess protein 
gets used as energy just like everything else. So it just becomes a more expensive form of energy uh, depending on the food sources that you are going with. Now I want to share a bit of insight into my mini cut that I'm going through right now, the January mini cut. I am just about three quarters of the way through it. It has been going exceptionally well. If you are tuned into the Jack at 40 YouTube channel here, you know that uh, each and every Sunday I share a vlog where it's typically most of the year it's a full day of eating. You see exactly what I'm eating for the day, my overall active lifestyle, workouts that I did for the day. During this month of January, my Jacked After 40 Life vlogs have been uh, sharing the full details of this January mini cut. So sharing every single meal that I ate for the week, sharing uh, the details about my workout plan that I'm following, uh, just sharing some, my, my physique update, how I'm looking, the change in, in the appearance of my physique, as well as the progress that we're seeing on the scale, and just everything about my lifestyle, how I'm handling the, the mini cut, how I'm feeling, my hunger, my appetite. So I share that uh, all on the, the Sunday Jacked After 40 Life vlog on my Jacked After 40 YouTube channel there. Uh, so I'm not going to go into those kind of details. I want to, on this podcast, kind of talk a bit about some of the stuff that I don't share in those videos because kind of limited in time with that. I don't want those videos to drag on for too, too long. Uh, but the biggest thing that I've just really been thinking about uh, this past week with, with this mini cut is just how how kind of effortless it's been feeling to me. I mean, it is, it's work, it's focus, it's discipline, uh, dedication. I have experienced hunger throughout there, morning hunger, a little bit hunger in the evening, but it's been manageable hunger. Um, but still, like, even with all those things, like, so when I say effortless, it's not like, oh my God, it's, it's like, I still, I know I'm in a diet <laughs> compared to, to when I'm in maintenance mode or muscle building mode, but, Probably the biggest reason why it feels so effortless, I think number one, is just the practice I have had cutting in the past. I've gone through many diet phases. Um, I mean, I dropped my 50 pounds of fat nine years ago, and since that time, I've gone through some bulks and cuts where I've, I've gained 30 pounds, dropped it, gained 20 pounds, cut. Um, and I kind of, I found that 20 pound mark. I did that for a, a few years there. And then just the past few years, it's been more like around that 10 pounds. And this past year I gained eight pounds during the 11 months of building and maintenance. Um, so during this mini cut, I've only had to drop like six to eight pounds here. So I have learned a lot, which each of these mini cuts that I have gone through. So I think that, I think I know what to expect. Um, and I've learned from each one and I've learned what works best for me each and every time, and sometimes it's different. Uh, our lifestyles are different. Um, the girlfriend I was dating at the time last year, on the weekends, we love to watch movies, Friday nights, Saturday nights, and we love to have chips and treats. So I really had to plan for that, but I kept things in check. So compared to four years ago when I went through that 12-week um, fat loss phase, cutting phase there, where I had a cheat meal that was probably I'd say close to a thousand calories, like 500 to a thousand calories surplus here. I kept my cheat meals, my cheat days, very close to my maintenance level calories last year, during last year's January mini cut. So um, that was a fun experience. I still, I kept things pretty consistent with my caloric target, 2000 calories per day, but I had a day where maybe it was gonna be a slight, slight 
above that 2,000 calorie target, but never above my maintenance level calories. I never went, I think, well, actually, sorry, one day I might have gone, one day in that 28-day cutting phase, I went uh, above maintenance level calories, but the rest of the time was uh, was fantastic, at least maintenance or below or most of the time hitting my caloric target, whereas this time, I, so far, three quarters through this mini cut, and I haven't really needed any, I haven't felt the desire to have any treats, they're not in the house, I don't face temptations. The other big thing, I'm single at the moment, dating, but single, um, no, no girlfriend at the moment right now, and we're in lockdown, so I'm not going out with friends as much, and uh, so there's less, less temptations. It's just really easy for me during this time to just dial it in, just stay focused. There's just minimal distractions in my, my life right now. And, and I think the biggest thing is that just my head is in it. Like I just, I felt ready. Like after 11 months of maintenance and muscle building and then enjoying the Christmas holidays, I was ready for this four week mini cut. I was like, I was excited for it. I was ready for the challenge. I, I needed a challenge. I needed something to, to push me, um, a, a deadline, a goal, and I've been thriving from this little mini challenge here. So, and I think that, that that's, I don't know what I wanna say here, speaks volumes of, of, of what's going on here right now, but um, just that the feeling of being ready is something that you can't, you can't bottle up. Like so many times you, maybe it's a spouse or a loved one that you're like, you're trying to encourage them to lose weight and they just won't do it. And then finally all of a sudden like, all right, I'm ready. Let's do it. Uh, even for yourself, maybe you've tried to diet in the past as well. You're just, you, you get on, you go for a little bit and then just, you can't stick with it. For me, that was me for 10 years. When I had gained that 50 pounds of fat, for 10 years, I was up and down. It'd be good for a few days, fall off the wagon. Good for a week, fall off the wagon. Good for maybe two weeks, fall off the wagon. I just wasn't ready. My life was crazy. I had a lot going on. Mentally, I just wasn't ready to commit to losing that 50 pounds. Uh, so at this point, it's like I was ready. So there's just there's a lot to say for feeling, actually feeling ready to take charge, to take ownership of this journey, to give your best effort. Because if you're into it, if you're mentally into it, you're focused, you're driven, you're excited, you're enthused for this process, you're not dreading it, you're not stirring up negative emotions, like feeling guilty when you're off or everything. If you're just, if you are in it, it makes all the world of a difference. And that's the way I'm feeling right now. So I think that's the biggest reason why it is feeling effortless. It's just because the practice that I've put in all of these years and just the overall situation. Single guy living at home here. My kids come over. We have some meals together. Today is going to be tacos. So uh, going to be uh, indulging a little bit today, but still sticking within my, my targets, still sticking within my range, but uh, just changing up my food just a little bit. So it's just, it's in a situation where it's easy for me to stick to my diet right now. And um, just everything is falling in a line. So it's very rare. Does that ever happen? Very rare. Does life run smooth? Things pop up. Things come in the way and, and kind of, you, you think to yourself, sabotage your, your progress, but it's not. It's just a temporary little obstacle that you work with and you move on. So what if it takes another day or two or even a week extra because of some little setback or whatever? Like very rarely do things run smoothly, but I'm in a situation where 
things have been running smoothly up to this point. Knock on wood here. So that's my experience from this mini cut that I want to share with you right now that I didn't share in any of the two previous mini cut videos, the Jack at the 40 Life vlogs. And that's a wrap for today's Jacked After 40 podcast. Now I would love to hear from you down in the comment section below. Share your thoughts, share your insights, share your feedback. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, please do me a favor and smash that thumbs up button. If you know a fellow bro who would benefit from listening to today's podcast or watching it on the YouTube channel, do me a favor and share it with them. Before you go, don't forget to download your free guide, Jacked After 40. I hope you have yourself an amazing day. Catch you in the next podcast.